are on Women of Illustration talking about two women. That's right, that are partnering, not just one, not just two. There are three people on this call. Super excited to talk to you about all the people. <laughs> and uh, today's topic is really like, how do we find a partner? And not just like in love, because I don't think these two girls are making out, but also I think it's mostly about how to collaborate with other creatives and not necessarily creatives that are in your lane. Like we need, we don't always have to like do illustrator on illustrator type of action. It could be illustrator and writer partnership, which is what we have today with my girl Stephanie and Rachel. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. Yeah, we've never done this before. Three people. <laughs> oh, so we're honored nervous. to be your first. Thank you. I feel I'm, I'm so just so you guys know, I'm incredibly hungover. So I don't feel quite like 100% Dean-alicious right now. And also, I'm like, just got a Fitbit, so I'm like, you know, really health conscious for like at least three more days before I give up. And <laughs> I've been drinking like energy drinks instead of like these really healthy energy drinks versus coffee. And it's not the same. What's a healthy energy drink? <laughs> it's like this V8 energy <laughs> drink. It's just Doesn't V8. sound very energizing. <laughs> it says energy on it. Fair enough. <laughs> and it's got, you know, like the, the cool silver like looking I don't know like the packaging got me and it does it does say it has caffeine in it but also carrots so must be good. healthy it must be healthy and also like I was like counting my calories or whatever and I put so much creamer and shit in my coffee it's like 250 calories per cup and I'm like oh is it really I don't yes. want to hear that yeah I mean I mean it's it's negative calories yeah it's one of those yeah <laughs> and also like I never like move my booty from my desk it's very rare Sometimes I feel like my only sense of exercise is like walking my dogs. Not for them, just so they don't poop in my house. <laughs> it's like the bar is low. So it's like, okay, Dean, just start walking in place a little bit. Use the stand-up desk that you spent $300 on five years ago and never use. Just like slowly but surely trying to become a healthy individual. But Slowly but surely. Sl yeah, you, you know how it is. Anyways. What do you guys do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> good segue, good segue. Thanks, I thought I was really proud of it. <laughs> Uh, um, I can start. So this, yeah, is, this is Rachel. Um, I am an entrepreneur in San Francisco. I have a health tech startup. And um, one of the reasons that I have so enjoyed collaborating with Stephanie over the last couple of years is just um, that this, uh, this outlet for creativity is something that I'm often, frankly, just really missing in my job. And um, I had always tried to, to do it on the side and um, you know, get myself to get up and write and so on. But, you know, it's actually just such a different game when you have someone that you're working with. Um, it makes it something I want to do. We produce output so much faster. We ha I have this partner who can give feedback and so on. And it's just completely changed kind of the role of that creative part of my life, which is frankly just really separate from my professional life and which I had been craving so much. So um, that's just a little bit about how this fits into my kind of world which is um professionally not in the creative realm yeah oh huh, that's so interesting what about you stephanie the illustrator um, yeah so for me there's a little bit less of distance between the stuff that i do with rachel and the thing i do for a living um i also work in tech i work um for cash app i do the illustrations that go on their instagram and before that i was a freelancer for many years for like eight years working in motion graphics so like doing advertising and like animated commercials and stuff like that um but like rachel i was like you know i really wanted to find a place where i was working on my 
personal work and like giving that more importance. And that's just really hard when you're, you know, using that side of your brain all day as a freelance illustrator. It's like hard to come home and continue drawing. But then like once Rachel and I found this partnership, um, it just really drove that part of my life. Yeah, I need I need and also accountability is a thing. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be the one in the partnership that's dropping the ball. Yeah, it's like, I mean, did you guys hate doing team projects in school? <laughs> well, I was always that person that was, like, doing everything. So. Yeah, me too. But, like, that was so frustrating for me. Like, because you just, you just knew you were going to have to do all the work. You're, like, always stuck with a person who doesn't give a fuck about anything. They sit in the back of the class, picking their nose, they're throwing pencils at the ceiling, whatever the fuck they do. And you just know you're going to have to carry their weight. So it must be so nice when you can like choose your partner, like who you're actually going to be collaborating with. Like, hey, I'm responsible. Me too. This is going to work out. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. And I think it kind of gets to one of the really important things that have made this work, which is um, there are there are many. But one is kind of a a sense of um, trust and forgiveness. That's like, you know, this is. Um, becoming more important part of our lives, but it's still a side project. You know, we still know we both have a lot of obligations, um, and just generally trusting that each other is is kind of in this, and that we we we're kind of on the same page of what we want, and checking in on that, and so on. I think, you know, unlike a school project, this is this is more of a marathon than a sprint, and we mm-hmm. go through phases of working on it more and less, and being able to understand that is a really important part of it. Yeah. I've always wanted to like have like a business partner for something, just because I'm I'm like really lonely, just like as a, you know. Like, Aww. <laughs> I'm all by myself, just like chilling in my very small apartment. But like, you know, I, I start recently started bringing like my boyfriend in on things, and he and we talked about it this past weekend. He's gonna he's officially going to become my manager. <laughs> oh wow! So you got oh. a business partner as of this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was more like like before he was just doing like small things, like helping me actually a lot with women of illustration, uh, like helping me. He's like so good at coming up with hashtags and captions, you guys. But unlike <laughs> us, you guys are making out also. Yeah, we do. We make out all the time. That's yeah. Who needs coffee when you got those sexy, sexy man lips of his? Um, but <laughs> yeah, so like like he's officially going to be in charge of like my schedule, kind of like having an assistant to keep me on track because I need it. Because I'm like watching Gilmore Girls for the third time, and that seems more like a priority than all this client work that I have currently. I am also in the middle of rewatching all of Gilmore Girls, not for the third time, but for the first time since I originally watched it. It is <gasps> That's such special. a good show. It's so <laughs> good. Okay, guys. So <laughs> Stephanie's like, don't make me look bad. Um, <laughs> um, are you Gil- nervous? Are you nervous about uh, having your boyfriend as your partner? Um, I was for a while. We definitely fought just because he comes from a completely different background. Um, like he's, we met in college and he's an audio engineer and then I went for graphic design at Full Sail. And, you know, like I would say things and he didn't know what they meant. Like the word mask means something very different to him than it does to me. <laughs> like he thought mask meant like, um, like he kept saying uh, vector when he meant mask and it like confused the fuck out of me for like two or three months. I'm like, that you didn't do what I told you to do. And I'm like, like, you have to put it into image trace and then putting it into Illustrator as a vector. He's like, oh, I thought you wanted me to just take that piece out. I'm like, no. So it's like a little bit of a communication barrier. But that's just like, that's how it is. Like, you guys are from two different realms. Like, even though you're on the creative spectrum, one's a writer, one's an illustrator. There's got, like, do you find that you ever have any communication barriers? 
I feel like honestly our realms are so separate that we don't even talk about masks or vectors. Like, <laughs> and, like I don't even know what even those come words into mean. It. <laughs> yeah, our I mean a lot good. of times um, I'll, uh, I'll because the realms are so different. It's you know, it's it's very it's like um, kind of like a conveyor belt where I like start the thing on it and then I send it over to Stephanie and then she works on it and then it comes back and it's just usually it's so enhanced and kind of the that process of me writing ideas and Stephanie illustrating them leads to an output that um, usually is is more than either of us had thought of at the beginning if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and um, we rarely do iteration on these comics, uh, at least the ones that we are posting on Instagram. We, we did write a um, comic book that was published by Pyrite Press that we obviously iterated on, but one of the most liberating things actually about our process is like how um, quick it is and, and how we don't hold these things too precious. You know, we were trying to kind of just uh, use the juices and, and put it out and see what we like as it comes, basically. Yeah. And just for all the people listening, by the way, they make a comic together. I don't think we mentioned that. (laughs) 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 So guys, definitely check out my enemy's enemy. It's my underscore enemy's underscore anime. Um, Stephanie is the illustrator and Rachel is the writer. So let me get this straight. So does the process start with Rachel and she comes up with ideas for comics and then you give those written words to Stephanie then you illustrate it yeah Rachel will send me like a series of just phone pics of her journal and sometimes (laughs) it's like just words and sometimes there's like hilarious little stick figure drawings um but she'll send them to me in batches like eight or ten of them and then I would say probably like I don't know less than half end up turning into something Uh, just the ones that resonate with me immediately I'll pick up and then do a drawing and then send it back to her and then usually there's one round of like well what what copy do we really need to like tell that story now that there's an image also and then that's kind of it we do a lot of agreeing with each other it's pretty great that's so like stephanie you're so hooked up right now because like (laughs) like the number one complaint for artists is like i don't know what to draw i know you should also see the like business like the budget she made for our whole business (gasps) The financing too. Shut up. Can it's I have her? Wild. No, she's mine. <laughs> she's mine. But here's a secret. Like, there's a lot of people who like writing, and um, who don't know what to write either. And having an illustrator partner to do something with little phrases that we writers think of. What else are you gonna do with a little phrase? You know, write it in your journal. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Tweet it. Like yeah, it's so much. It. It's so much cooler to send it to someone and have it turned into this really um, much, you know, more meaningful and and more like consumable and interesting piece. Um, and I, I bet every illustrator up there knows someone who's a closet like wish they were writing more person because there's a lot of us too. Oh, I'm sure, and like that's totally what people do. They'll tweet it. And then they screenshot the tweet. Right. And, then and then now it's a meme. Oh my God. We were just talking about this. How much of Instagram is like just screen grabs of tweets. I kind of love it. Like that's how I started. I feel like that's how I found my voice in a way. Um, when I, mm. you know, like I was originally a hand lettering artist. And then maybe about a year or so ago, I started doing like portraits and illustrations. And what I was doing is I was taking all these like tweet memes 
that I thought were relatable from like, you know, these accounts that are private, but have like 3 million followers that that type of deal, then putting it in my own voice and then trying to come up with like kind of like what you're doing, like a comic style or a portrait or a conversation or some sort of background element in there because I was like, I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm just copying what all these other fucking lettering artists are doing, like dream big and work hard and dance like no one's watching all these like bullshit platitudes. And I felt like nothing was really real. And I felt like being able to like switch gears and find a different source of inspiration that's outside of my niche was so incredibly helpful. So that way I could find eventually my own voice by like finding other people who were cool and I like their voice and I borrowed their voice. It's kind of like, I don't know, like in your writer, like you have inspiration and that helps you find your voice. It's just with illustrators, sometimes we get so like tunnel vision that we think more about like the execution than like the meaning behind the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But that's what I think about that. So how did you guys like hook up? Like you're like, oh, let's make a comic. Like how did that start? It's um, so actually the name My Enemy's Enemy refers to sort of our origin story. It it it's obviously obviously from that saying um, the enemy of or wait what is it the the enemy <laughs> of my <laughs> enemy. It's obviously from friend. that saying. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy of my the enemy, enemy is my friend. Of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, and so there was an event <clears throat> that we're not going to go into the details of where um, we were interacting with this person who was just like right off the bat decided they they didn't like us and they were like really mean to us and like it sort of formed an us where there had not been one previously like Rachel and I just uh sort of teamed up and yeah we just became fast friends and then realized we were also like really good at collaborating and um Rachel sent me a piece of her writing and it was just like it was kind of amazing. It was this essay that she'd written about something that we'd both experienced. And it was like she had just reached into my mind and taken all of these like jumbled thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. that were like unpaid attention to, but also kind of almost like repressed and just like <laughs> put them on paper in this like super eloquent, like beautifully written way. And I was like, yes, you and I, we must make something together. And oh, on my cool. side, you know, basically, Stephanie and I have actually known each other since we were in college, so like almost 10 years, but we weren't, we didn't know each other well, and we went to different schools, but they were next to each other, and, um, you know, I had always considered Steph to be in, like, a different class of creative than I was, kind of, we're just admiring her, her art from afar, and, you know, I, as a person who doesn't do creative work professionally it's really easy to feel like oh I'm not a creative person and it takes so much work to um, get out of that um, identity of I'm not creative there's creative people and not creative people and I'm a not creative people and I was stuck in that not creative people category in my mind for a really long time and you know I was just kind of coming out of that when I sent that essay to Stephanie and I think um, her like embracing that and then our partnership has really enabled me to become a self-identified creative person and I I think there's so many closeted creative people out there (laughs) that I would (laughs) wish this kind of partnership on a lot of people um it's really it's been so great yeah man like I partnered with a writer a couple times but it was mostly like we never we didn't do it to make work together she would like help me edit like all the ebooks and articles and in my lettering workbooks that I make for letter shop and all these things but I never once thought (laughs) And we did this for like three or four years and like I, you know, she'd help me on editing and I'd help her with her website and we just kind of like did like a trade uh, under the table services type of situation. But never once thought like, hey, you should help me write K 
captions or you should help me write like ideas for lettering. Not not even once. And now I feel bad. Sorry, Allison. Probably not, <laughs> probably not listening to this podcast. But just so you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing that's been um, super helpful, at least to start, and I think we're moving like, well, basically to start, it's sort of like we each had our own identities as people and workers and creatives and so on. And we were then creating a third new identity that was our collaboration. And I think that was really important as opposed to um, trying trying from the start with your collaborator to make it either your central thing or your mo- money-making thing or your, um, you know, your uh, identity. Because, um, you know, it's we obviously don't have the same taste on everything. And I have to live, give up, you know, sentences I've written that I think are the best thing ever put on paper and you know (laughs) that's fine and that's like because we're creating this third thing and I can separately have this other you know opinion and so I think um, after I think three years of doing that we're now starting I think more and more to make it central but um, it was really important to start slow like that if you know we had the luxury to do that and it was it was helpful yeah and and also to that point, like I had never really made comics before we started doing this. You had never written what? a comic. I had never really drawn one. So right. it was really just like we were pioneering this like totally new realm for both of us, which I think put us on the same level at the beginning, which I think really helped. That's so Definitely. Cool. Uh, I felt well, like I such an imposter. <laughs> well, I felt like an imposter too. I mean, I still feel like an imposter. Yeah. I think everyone does. Oh my God. Okay. So Stephanie, you have this one illustration on your account. That is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like this girl who is a phone, who's holding a phone, and she's got like melting eyeballs <laughs> and faces and skin, and I think that's a heart. Oh, that one. And I, and, I, <laughs> and I saw it the second you said imposter, and I was like, oh, that's what that is. Like, oh, I'm totally. just an ugly monster. Like, don't worry about me. But from this one angle, I look kind of okay. <laughs> it's like just the angle that the iPhone can see. It's yeah. Like- this beautiful face fucking genius you're a genius stephanie (laughs) second that (laughs) there's so many things in here that i'm like yes (laughs) like this like things i would never think to do like i don't know like it's so much more than just like i don't know like two women running having a conversation but like i don't know there's something about like there's the tone and it's i know you guys this is like a fucking podcast you're like dina what (laughs) <laughs> but like I'm trying to like like illustrate vocally what these things are. Like this one piece is like a girl scrolling on her phone and there's like a tornado where her head is and it says, Sorry, just seeing this now <laughs> Like text message, which is like everyone every time. It's like which is such a huge lie because anytime I've ever said that, it's like, No, I saw your text message three hours ago, I just didn't reply. <laughs> totally. And everyone knows that's a case too. Yeah. But we still know. send it. We still say it to each other. Just, 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 just out of normal politeness, right? Um, but yeah, so guys, definitely follow my enemy's enemy on Instagram and also Stephanie, which is what is your? How do I say your username? Ozzy Will It? What do I say? No, it's As I Will It. As I Will It. Yeah. See, I've, it I might was, need some underscores. I thought I didn't understand. I'm like, is that your? Is that like a middle name? Is that like a nickname? I'm like Ozzy Will It. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be a great middle name. <laughs> Stephanie, I'll, I'll change will it. it. I'll Davidson. change it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have this weird joke. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but if I have kids. Um, so I got this, like, really shitty tattoo when I was 18, and it says the great from shoulder blade to shoulder blade on my back. So that happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. My my art teacher called called me the great once after I got a scholarship, <laughs> and I just went to my head. <laughs> 
And now I'm like, you know, forever have this fucking tattoo that's, by the way, hand lettered and horribly hand lettered to the point where my boyfriend actually thought it said Mexican. <laughs> For, like, the first year of our relationship. So that's fun. But I always make jokes like, okay, well, how can I give more importance to my middle name? Uh, more importance to the great is, like, maybe if I have a kid, it'll be, like, you know, Susan the Great Rodriguez or something like that. So it's like, oh, it was, it's for you. I like that. I like <laughs> right? that a lot. Just If you yeah. get a bad tattoo, just twist it. Just, just name your kid that, and mm-hmm. then it's fine. Retroactive meaning. Yeah. Yeah. See? Well, we, we all can, we all do that a bit, like, by you know, narrating our own lives in a certain way and we assign meaning to things. So I think it's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this comic. Um, so you've known each other since college, like a 10 year plus relationship, but like how long have you been doing my enemy's enemy and like, what are your goals with it? So we've been doing my, well, so in 20, I guess, uh, 16, um, that was when we, um, started for, well, basically I sent Stephanie this essay, she reached out, let's collaborate. We said, oh, let's write a comic book. Great. And so then we proceeded to work for two years, maybe on this <laughs> comic book <laughs> called uh. Foul, Foul Weather. Um, really proud of how it came out. Um, really not the right first project, but it, it was a really good experience because we were like, okay, this is kind of a big thing to bite off <laughs> initially. And then like, let's do the opposite. Let's just do some like these really quick, um, rapid iteration things. And so, you know, for the last year and a half, I guess, maybe year, we've been, I've been sending Stephanie these batches of ideas. She's been illustrating them and we've been posting them. And then um, my enemy, my enemy's enemy as a name and as a account and, and kind of the growing brand uh, was really just as of, what a couple of months ago stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. so we're really starting now to put this all into one um one place and one philosophy i mean i really as the writer in the partnership i feel like we have this um aesthetic and philosophy uh, pair that that creates what my enemy's enemy is and that has really only um coalesced in the last few months really mm-hmm and that idea of that like quick iteration and the simplicity of the ideas also really informed the style that's sort of become our like our style. It's just it's very simple, it's very minimal. It's like there's not really any color and it's because of you know Rachel sends over 10 ideas and we pick a few. It's like these drawings have to just happen quickly if we're going to work that way and just like not be too precious with each one cuz I'm really the I could spend forever on a drawing. I could like work on it to death. But, you know, that doesn't really work when you're trying to make a you know post three times a week. Yeah. Yeah, for in, sure. ter- in terms of our goals, I mean, um they're evolving, but really it started out as an, as we said, as a place for self-directed creativity. So, you know, for me, kind of a creative outlet for Stephanie, a place to do work that was outside of her professional work and um, a way to kind of represent our, our thoughts and philosophy and process our own experiences in the workplace and as, you know, millennial women in the workplace and so on. Um, and then speak to that community and, you know, ideally make them feel seen and uplifted. And, you know, our favorite comics comments on our account are like, oh, this comic read my mind every day, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that, that's usually like the biggest compliment, I think, as like a creator is like, I needed this 
or you read my mind. Yeah. It's like, yes. Hashtag relatable. Someone recently, someone recently commented on like, there's that one comic that's like the two girls who are sitting down that's supposed to be like me and Rachel and um, just like talking about like, oh, let's make a comic. Let's make a, let's start a business. And someone commented on that. Like, I wish I had a connection like this with someone. Mm. And it just really like, it's so true. It's so hard to find somebody that you really connect with on that level. Like, I wanted to comment back, like, if you find that person, like, marry them or start a business with that person. <laughs> Check. Um, yeah, you did, you did both. <laughs> like, hee hee. Um, yeah, no, my, my boyfriend's incredibly nice. I feel bad because I had turned our air conditioner off to record this. And he's and it's hot in our apartment. It's hot here like, too. Can you please turn it back on? I'm like, I'm sorry. And then, like the recording will be garbage because like the air conditioner's like right behind me, so it'll blow directly into the microphone. So it's like, God damn it! I need an office, guys. This one bitch apartment ain't working out for me. <laughs> I need to find a studio. Ugh. Anyways, okay. So we talked about your origin story, how you guys kind of met up, came with this idea, a little bit about your goals because I see that you have a, a store at um is my friend dot shop so like is the is like the overarching goal is it seems just like creativity like this is just fun we just enjoy making it but in terms of like monetary goals is there a certain like do you have a like a marketing plan for selling products or like you know making a collective like comic or anything like that well i think at first it was just that it was the creativity it was both of us trying to create like a safe space for us to collaborate and like create things that feel meaningful to us and then like as we've continued making that and sort of like honing down like what our voice really is that has started to like take up more and more of our life and so if we want it to take up more and more of our life obviously it would be great if it could also pay us money (laughs) um so yeah so we start and also people had just been asking us like oh can I buy a print of this can I get this on a t-shirt and so yeah we decided to start a shop yeah and I think you know one really cool thing about um the the feeling of this endeavor with the store is we kind of get to like see where it wants to go and see where it naturally flourishes and it's more of a um, it's being pulled into reality versus us kind of pushing it into reality which is kind of you know different from my other business which is much more of like a we're doing this business and we're growing the business and so on and you know I think the cool thing is we've just gotten a really great reception and it's just so exciting to see and it feels like our philosophy and aesthetic is something people like and so let's you know let's see where it goes yeah have you guys ever done like an art show with this collection Nope. You should. You should. I, like, Not yet. I, I, I could totally see, like, because like, right now I'm, like, on your store and I clicked on prints. And it'd be so cool if I was just, like, in a blank, empty room and just had, like, little tiny square prints just lined up with all the different comics and mm. how cool that would be. That would be cool. The other funny thing is that Rachel and I don't live in the same place. Like, Rachel lives in San Francisco and I live in New York. And we Guys, only really double, get to see each other. Oh, my yeah. God. Those are, like, the two best places for creatives. So lucky. <laughs> okay. All right. Stephanie. Uh, on your coast, you go ahead, you start contacting <laughs> like art collectors and galleries, do this both and just see whichever ones you can make happen and then go to them. Yeah, it'll be a race. No, you should do this. Like, <laughs> you should do this. <laughs> you should get money. Uh, yeah, and like, you know, sell the sell the prints there. Like some art galleries don't do prints, but a lot of them do. The smaller, more like lo-fi ones do. And those are the ones that usually give you a bigger percentage of sales anyways. So, yeah, yeah I would love for us to do events in general. I mean, just any reason for one of us to visit the other is great. So, yeah. <laughs> you should totally do that. Or also, like, speaking events. 
I think would be good. Like little, like my favorite type of events isn't so much like, oh, how to do, how to grow on Instagram or something like that. It's like how to be more, how to, how, how women can be more vocal in the workplace. Something like mm. that. That's just like for the every woman versus just like this very small niche that is illustration. No offense to every single person who listens to this podcast because it's exactly what my demographic is, but still, you know, like, um, I just think that would, that would be really special. I don't know, something you guys should think about. Because it's, it's really good work because it's, it's thought-provoking, it's relatable, and it makes you want to be a better version of yourself, which is like the best possible result of creating artwork, you know? So spread that fucking love. Oh, man, that's really so nice appreciate to say. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just accept my compliment. <laughs> We're like, no, you're too nice. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. I'm, re- I'm really not nice, though. Like, it's really hard to get a compliment out of me. I'm kind of a dick. So, like, make money. It's like, you got the talent. You got the skills. All you all got to do is build the audience and get, and, you know, reaping the, the money. Of course, it's not about the money. But if you, if you can make it, like, why not, right? Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about partnerships. Because a lot of people are thinking, like, this is a great idea. I'm an illustrator. I have no idea what to draw. I need to find some writing partners or something like that. So, like, what are some key things that you guys look for in a successful partnership? Um, well, Rachel and I, it's the first thing that we ever partnered on was we were asked to um, organize, like, a really large quantity of different types of foods into bins. (laughs) (laughs) which sounds super weird but it was like it was this kind of thing where like I just didn't like I would look up and be like oh this should go in here and she'd be like yeah definitely I'm I'm already putting it in there it was like every step of the way we were just like on the same page and I never had to explain to her like oh I think this should go here that should go there and so we were just like there was a synergy right away and then Rachel and I are both just like quite humble. We're respectful, and we both think that like like I think Rachel is like the smartest human being alive, and Aww. she like can't do any anything wrong in my eyes. So that really does help with our partnership. So I just abuse that constantly. <laughs> so and... just idolize each other. That's the, that's what you gotta <laughs> well, do. Well, basically, the takeaway is you should organize some scenario where you have to put a lot of food into different bins mm-hmm. for a large. It's group a of great people. test. <laughs> Um, I think generally it's like uh, along those lines too it's just this um, lots of encouragement like overly like you can hear us right now we're like oh no she's the best she's the best and sort of like that we really do feel that way and also that like just encourages the other person to feel comfortable just proposing the ideas and just you know also like if I propose something and somebody's like I don't know like that's I don't know what you're talking about there's like no way I can take offense to that because you know we, because I know she really respects my ideas. She just really doesn't know what I'm talking about. But I think those little things can pile up if you don't have that just almost over the top, like encouragement of each other and like, this is great. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And let's do that. And um, I, I think that's, that's also a personality thing. Like some people wouldn't be into that. But for us, it works really well and um, is really uh, encourages us to push the boundaries and take risks and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that from the beginning, somehow even without even just dis- like really hammering it out, we were on the same page like tonally. Like I've had other people reach out to me and suggest comics and like, like we like to be, I don't know, sometimes we're a little, we're sassy. We like make fun of ourselves, but we're like, we really try not to be mean and like there. Yeah. So just tonally from the beginning, we were on the same page in that way. And I've just found that that's like really hard to get with with other people, with other writers. I see. So like you had like an agreement of tone 
and like mm-hmm. what your goals were for like the content. That's good. Like just having that initial communication up front, I think is super important. You mentioned encouragement and just trying to support each other. Do you find that there's a lot of compromise with you guys working together or is it just like you're mostly on the same page? Um, I mean, I think it's, it's mostly on the same page, but also it's because um, I think that the quick, um, the quick output and kind of the small chunks of, of work make it a lot easier to do that. Because if, if I see, if I write a comic and then, and then Stephanie draws it, and it's like not quite what I imagined, or like I thought it could be done a better way, which is rare, but maybe happens some, sometimes. <laughs> it's like, it's not worth it to like redraw that comic, you know? And so I it's see. a small compromise, but it's, you know, it's not, or if I have an idea that is like, like I said, like the best thing I've ever thought of, and it doesn't resonate with Stephanie, she doesn't illustrate it, you know, because it's not, because um, we're doing so many of these, it's not as big. And I think that's really helpful. And as we get into bigger and bigger work, now we've had so much practice under our belts, we have more open and trusty communication. It kind of builds that foundation for mm-hmm. negotiating things that we may disagree on. But I think uh, just not being too precious about it at first was like really helpful because compromises didn't feel super you know, painful in either direction. And it also did, re- it really helped us that we were sort of aligned on the fact that like both of us had jobs. And like if I had been like, okay, let's make this comic book, I'm gonna quit my day job it would have created this rift. Like, I just don't think our partnership would have worked out. Mm. So that's sort of like, you're not like leaning on each other as much as like, if you were like in partnership. Well, I think it would have been imbalanced in that case that I just described. Like if we were leaning on each other equally, that'd be one thing. But like Mm. if one of us was leaning on the project, Mm -hmm. like much more, I feel like it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could definitely like lead to a place where we do both, you know, commit more time and, and get more resources from this. And I think, the long ramp up has been really helpful for us. And, you know, we've had the luxury of doing that because we have these other jobs. Um, you know, my other business, I also run with a friend that I've known for a really long time. And it's also a wonderful relationship, but it's like a totally different thing. You know, we're running a business and it's really it, to make money and do what businesses do. And um, it, it, it wouldn't, if we had started that way, it wouldn't have allowed us to do that initial exploration together that brought us to the tone we, we've come to that we really love and kind of just a, a more casual work style initially, I think has been really helpful. Yeah, just like like no pressure, like not trying to pay rent with this guys. <laughs> right. Like just doing it for fun. That's cool, I like that. Like just kind of like baby steps and, and, th- and that sounds like the way that you should be doing it. Like, like, hey, let's just see how this goes. Okay, now we have some sort of consistency. We're doing what I like to call like quick wins, like these simple illustrations. And then like we're not doing like an entire series. I mean, they eventually become a series, but like it's not like you're trying to create like a 10 panel comic every day or something. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so that's really interesting. But also I want to know more things like, so how are you dividing responsibilities? So it's essentially like Rachel is creating the, the content. You send a couple options to Stephanie. She picks her favorite and then draws it. Is that essentially what it is? Yeah, that's the process for the creating the work. And then as we get into this, you know, little lightweight shop that we opened um (laughs) it's more you know it still kind of divides along nice lines stephanie is really responsible for the design and i'm responsible for more of the business aspects um but you know that'll ramp up if and when the business ramps up those we'll probably have to define those a bit more um concretely Uh, for Mm -hmm. now it's it's been you know a lot of verbal communication and um 
and no written agreements until until the until the opening of the store. That was kind of the ah. moment at which we felt like okay, we should start. You know, we should get a LLC agreement in place and so on. Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Like, how did you like? Did you have paperwork? So it's only when like money was involved with the shop is when you actually like wrote up a partnership agreement. Well, we still haven't. <laughs> oh, you haven't. <laughs> we're in the process. Yeah, okay. we're in the process. But that was when we decided we should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we shook hands. It was fine. <laughs> I've heard, like, so many nightmare stories of, like, partnerships gone wrong. It, it always usually leads to the same thing. It's either, A, someone just stopped trying, or someone got greedy. Hmm. That's always what it is. Like someone's got to pick up the slack because you're not doing your job, or you're trying to take more money than you actually are due. And sure. You thought you could just be all sneaky, sneaky about it. And I feel like that again is a total symptom of just like a misalignment in goals. Yeah. So how are you guys dividing up uh, like payment in the shop now? Like I know you, you call it a lightweight shop, but even one sale, like what? How does that get divided? Right now we're doing everything fifty-fifty. And that oh. feels right for us right now. But, you know, we've agreed that if that in the future doesn't feel right, we'll we'll revisit and discuss and, like, change that up. But, yeah, for now, 50-50. So who's the model in all these pictures? Oh, that's my friend Brittany. Oh, so it's neither of you. Damn it. <laughs> no, that's one of my really good friends. Um, one of my oldest friends, she's actually, like, the most hilarious comedian. She's based in New York, and I love her so much. And she's just also, like, so beautiful, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Well, I've, so I have, I have just, like, questions, and, and can I g- give you, like, my two cents on something? Is Please. That okay? Please yeah. okay. So, like, I love this shop, but I think the number one thing that I'm lacking here is content and context. So, like, you have beautiful photos. You, you give me the basics of like the sizing information, but I'm looking for like a little bit of like a story behind it. Like mm. you have this really cool shirt that's like, I wonder if anyone loves me. And this guy's like, I love you. Like I would like, even if it was just like a paragraph or something that talks more about the meaning behind the piece or the fact that like you you both don't like hyperlink your Instagrams on each page. Like I feel like there's just a lack of information. Um, do you think that's more of like a time constraint or have you like thought about showcasing like more process on the shop? No, I love that idea. I mean, I think that really goes hand in hand with this notion that um, this is a shop that's about a philosophy and aesthetic and kind of, you know, we can do a lot more around laying bare that philosophy. And um, Mm. it's really just, you know, we we just launched this um, two days ago. So this is kind of, yeah, this is really, yeah, this is the V1. So um, this is great (laughs) feedback. It's not not too shabby. It's it's a pretty good looking store. Like I would assume like, oh, they've had this for like six months or something. So, (laughs) well, that's all Stephanie. (laughs) um, So yeah, so I think that's really great feedback and like um, exactly the direction that we want to go with it to, um, you know, bring you into that world, not just buy these things, but like uh, align with this kind of set of thoughts and ideas and um, hopefully inspire you with them. Yeah, because I always think that's the number one thing that artists are lacking is content. Because, like, and this is something I talk a lot about on the podcast is, or just in my coaching sessions in general, is really, like, anyone can just have a grid of images on a page. And if you're, like, you know, really popular on Instagram, you don't have to fucking talk about yourself. You know, you don't need a lot of context around. You can just have, like, a, you know, a light box of images. But if, let's say, you're starting out, you only have 100 or 200 followers, you're creating a portfolio website, how are you going to compete? And I feel like, 
content is really that deciding factor. Because if I'm a client, I'm looking at two portfolios, who am I much, much more likely to hire? Someone who just got a, like, let's say the, the skill is the same, right? I'm looking at two and one, and I'm looking for a shirt designer and one person just has, you know, grid of images of a couple shirts. This other person has like a dedicated landing page about how they create shirt designs, what their processes for shirt designs, the pricing packages for shirt designs, who am I more likely to hire? Yeah, it's just no, the presentation. Really point. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though your experience might might be high, you can still like with the right marketing, like, kind of like I, I hate the phrase like "fake it till you make it." I think our second episode ever on this podcast is how "fake it till you make it's like the worst advice ever because <laughs> a lot of people get, get pigeonholed in some weird situations. Uh, but it definitely has its its place in a certain you know couple out. Uh, so it's like if you you need experience in order to get hired, but then how do you get that experience without faking it is like a weird thing, but. Yeah, just having like a little bit more information. And also it's much easier to be ranked on Google than it is on Instagram or on Behance or on Dribbble. So without that content, you're actually like, like Google can't find you. Like, so you have to be thinking in terms of what do people need to be typing into Google in order to find you? And how can you start using more of those keywords into your website? And not just like throwing fucking keywords in your site, but also like think like, the most important space that you put a keyword in is the actual, the title of the page, the URL, and then it's the H1 and then the H2s and then anything that's bold. Um, but like, if I go to your homepage right now, there, it's really beautifully done. Like, I love the graphics. I love that you're doing like little doodles with the product uh, photos, but then like, I don't see it sh- like a paragraph or something that tells me like, who are you and why should I give you my money? No, this is awesome. I mean, this is like a call to action for the writer here. I'm super pumped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Rachel, get on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, I thought this was a partnership, but really I only see Stephanie's work here. Rachel, are you sure that 50-50 is fair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also would love to see blogs. Like, I think that'd be so I, cool. Yeah, but- I agree. That's, that's to me, like, um, a really cool direction that we could go with this. I mean, obviously I'm a writer. You said blog, I'm super pumped, but like, I think that <laughs> there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like overlap. One aha moment I had is like when we started making these comics and we had, we started design- getting to this voice and this aesthetic, I was like, oh, you can really build out this world with all different types of content, whether it's writing or items or you know, experiences or whatever it is. And um, that's really exciting to me because it means we can take this in a ton of different directions. Um, and now it's a matter of, like, you've heard us say so many times in this podcast, oh, it's a cool side project. We like doing it quickly, et cetera. And so <laughs> I think we will come to a crossroads of, like, okay, are we are we going to, like, start a blog and, you know, really do the um, this, you know, that in a way that will take up more of our time. And, you know, I think right now we're both pretty excited about that prospect, but also, like, just also enjoying the current, um, state of affairs and so it's uh, it's a cool moment of trying to leave open the possibility of, of all, a bunch of different paths but um, love the idea of writing paragraphs on the it, website it's more it's more <laughs> of just like like I want more like I want you to convince me a little bit harder to give you money because you already have my attention but there's like that like that consumer mindset in the back of my head that's like but why though like I can't just assume presentation and also like blogs are just so interesting to me because your the content that you do is so what it's so well illustrated, it's so on point, it's so moving. But if I had like two par like it, like and keep in mind you don't have to write like twenty paragraphs to make a good blog post. It could be like two, three paragraphs. Just so I get like a really good sense of like, oh, I'm really in this world. And I really like the way that you you said that. And I feel like story writing is such a good way in an easier way. Like I not to 
Not to say that writing doesn't take as long as illustration, but it just depends on the person, I guess. But like, it's such a, almost to me, like to me, that's still a quick win. Like, oh, writing a couple paragraphs, putting on the blog, and then maybe like sharing your RSS feed on a Medium uh, blog or something like that. Like that would be so compelling. Like I would be so excited if I was like signed up to a newsletter and I got that kind of content in my inbox like a couple times a week. Yeah, so and I like, think one one cool thing about the way you describe that is to take the philosophy of doing these things quickly and not being too precious about it. You know, mm -hmm. I think we've achieved that in the comic realm, and how do you achieve that in the writing realm too? I know this isn't a lot of writers listening to this podcast probably, but it's equally as difficult. You know, <laughs> to like um, not to like write a couple of paragraphs and be like, that's good enough. Let's just put it out there. And I think that whole totally. vibe is is a really good you know reminder to just approach things that way. Yeah, I feel like it's so much better to like do like 10 articles at 80%, 90% done and, or to what your level of quote unquote perfection is than to maybe release a blog every three months. You know what I mean? Like learn totally. by doing. Don't try to like psych yourself out of actually publishing something. Totally. Yay. So thanks, th thanks guys. I was just like, this website's so cool, but I wish there was content on it. No, so but that's such great advice also because I've noticed that like on our Instagram, I started uh, a little while back posting just like screen grabs of Rachel and mine's text, my text conversations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like opening that door a little wider and letting people see like how we communicate about those things and even like sometimes showing screen grabs of the drawings that Rachel's sending me, just like... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, made us a little more relatable, made us like into like real people. Like, I, I think that'd be such a compelling, like, carousel. Like, you know, the the main image is, like, the final graphic. And then it's, like, you know, the couple samples that Rachel sent, maybe with, like, you know, a stick figure drawing. And then even before that, it's, like, a screenshot of, like, a text message conversation. Cool. Like, that's super compelling. Because, like, in the world of art, it's not so much about, like, hey, this is relatable or, hey, this looks good. It's really, like, it, does this person feel like they're my friend? Do I, mm. do I feel compelled to support this person? And behind the scenes are obviously very important and integral when you're doing a social media presence around yourself. Because, like, your portfolio, your blog, this is the very pristine, the very curated part of your professionalism. But social media should be, you know, like, this is the shitty process it took to get here. This It took time and refinement. And also that helps your value proposition because people don't think that you were able to get this done in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? There's actual thought and a refinement process that comes with it, which means you can charge more for your fine art prints and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's like, and, and, and again, like, it just takes all the pressure off. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have these, like, perfect static images every time you post. You can show the process. You can take pictures of yourself because it's so much easier for people to support you and remember you if they know what, they, they know what you look like because it's easier to remember a face than it is a name. Mm. Like, all these things that we don't think about is, like, we think of, like, social media as just how we're being social as people. And that was very different, like, t 10 years ago. But then we forgot how to do it. <laughs> Like we forgot how we hang out with people and then it, it, and then it just stopped kind of showing up on social media. So it's just kind of like interesting to me. It's like it's a lot easier than we might think to like grow an audience or get fans or be, you know, be more, more well known. Not just necessarily in the illustration industry, but just like with consumers in general, because it's much easier to impress them than it is other artists. That's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of our, our maiden voyage here. So it's really cool to hear some of this from obviously you've had quite a lot of success growing an audience and um, I think that we're really excited to try out these different things and see what both works and like feels true to us you know not like just doing it because it's supposed to grow your audience but like oh for sure both, 
because it grows your audience and because it feels like us. And I think as long as we can stick on that line, um, we'll feel really good about the outcome. Mm. And yeah, I, as long as you're excited. Um, I feel like also this is a similar approach that you you apply to your writing. Like I remember early on, there were a couple of comics that were like much more successful than the other comics. And you were like, wow, this was one that I was like almost afraid to send you. It was like so personal and like so real. And I feel like, yeah, that's, it's such good advice to like apply that to just like our social media presence in general. Yeah. And also I just, I think I remember that one. It was like basically right after I got engaged. The proposal one, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right after I got engaged, I sent Stephanie a a comic of a proposal. And the girl is thinking, like, she's getting proposed to, and she's thinking, if only my ex could see me now. And, like, <laughs> obviously, I, I don't, I don't, I wasn't thinking that when I was getting proposed to. But, well, she wasn't um, thinking that. I know. I, well, if you're listening. Um, but I, I thought it was, it's just a sentiment that goes with these big moments in your life where you're like, and I think also is, social media has heightened it's like oh I need to show this and like who are you really showing it to you're showing it to the people in some cases that like you want to know that you're doing well right and so yeah. that that sentiment and that was one Stephanie was like oh my god I love this and I was like oh I don't know if I want to put this out like right after I got engaged but whatever and it I was, was like great. it's too late you yeah. sent it to me I'm drawing it <laughs> Just as long as you, like, talk to your fiancé, like, hey, just, it's, I didn't oh, no. actually he, think he, that. Just that'd be really funny. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, like, when I got engaged, I definitely was, like, that day, like, okay, we're going to go to Fred Meyer Jewelers, which is a grocery store in Portland, Oregon. That's where I got my engagement ring. Fred so Meyer could... Jewelers is a grocery store? So, sorry. Fred <laughs> so, Fred, Fred Meyer is a grocery store, and then I went to Fred Meyer Jewelers, which is like the they had like a little got it kiosk gotcha. type of deal. Like, yeah, so I could get like Subway and like deodorant and then a diamond ring, you know, Fantastic. just very. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I didn't want to go to any of the fancy places because I'm not a fancy person, and um and also it was like open, so <laughs> we like immediately like he proposed. We went and shopped for uh, a ring and immediately took pictures and like I put makeup on like just shitty like selfies or whatever and I like immediately posted them because all my friends entire like every time uh, and when I went to go visit them back home in Fort Lauderdale they always said things like oh Dina's never gonna get married like oh Dina can't keep a stable relationship <laughs> and like you know my ex boyfriends and stuff too like not you know it, it didn't work out for one reason or another. And it felt so good to be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, ah, who got proposed to? Ah, who's good exactly. enough to bring up? Mm, 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 mm. So, yeah, I totally get that sentiment. And I definitely got a couple, I definitely got a message from an ex-boyfriend that was like, I can't believe you're doing it. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, I guess, yeah, and I sure guess, am. I guess my hope is like, with things like that and comics like that, that it, that it's both like, oh, I do feel that way, like you're saying, and also like, you know, a little bit of reflection, like, you know, just do I want to, you know, approach my post that way or whatever it is, you know, just to like, kind of, like you said before, invite viewers to be their best selves by saying, look, we all have these moments and these things we feel and like, we're all in this together. (laughs) And like, it's not the most glam like moment, you know, to be thinking that, right? (laughs) So that's kind of the the goal. Yeah. I love that. And I don't know. I just think it's like, I'm just excited for you guys to write more content because I'm going to sign up to your newsletter because like Instagram kind of sucks because like I maybe would see your post if I follow it, like maybe, but at least a newsletter, if I signed up, like I'm going to get an email. Like it's up to me whether or not I like delete it and not read it, but I still want that opportunity. 
Well, we'll have I to guess start we're going to make a newsletter. <laughs> yeah. Well, because if you're going to start a blog, you might as well yeah, just yeah. copy and paste yeah. it and put it on a newsletter, right? For sure. Yeah, it's just a, an extra step. Sorry, I'm just like, can you do this? Can you do that? Because I want to give you money. By the end of this call, our whole business will be like a, it's like a, a world takeover kind of like fast, high growth company. Yeah, are yes. we writing these things down? We need to be writing these things I down. Mean, good oh, thing I'm writing them being, down. It's being recorded. So, um, so hold on. I'm going to give you guys like a checklist. So right now, so today is Friday, July 19th. Um, this episode will come out probably like, okay, hold on. So like that's next week and then that week and then that week. Somewhere around the 14th of August, maybe. Okay. It might be a little bit later. Everyone who's listened to this is like, it's not the 14th of August. Um <laughs> So you have time. You have time to make this happen. Because I would love for a call to action of this, uh, the end of the podcast, be like, okay, obviously follow you guys on Instagram. And, hey, also sign up to the brand new newsletter. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that we can get all these really very relatable uh, and emotionally fulfilling uh, pieces of content in your inbox on a co- you know, what once would, a week. Just out of curiosity, like, what would be the most, like, the thing you'd be most excited to receive in your inbox? Would it be a comic <laughs> and a paragraph um, that kind of explores a theme? What like what are you? What would you be really excited about? Um, that yeah, I would okay. love to see like just like like think of uh, like Stephanie as the editorial illustrator and you're the writer, and then so that the featured image is always like one of Stephanie's works, and then just writing like a paragraph or two that kind of gives me a little bit more oomph. Um, and if you even want to like make it even better like depending on your time like have I, could, I love hearing the typing in the background um, <laughs> um, like you know allowing that person to reply um like I think email so like anytime someone signs up for my newsletter the very first thing I ask them is like hey please share something that you're struggling with and more often than not people do and I get to hear their stories and it helps me create more relatable content for them as well huh. And also just being help and like having a question, like everyone always like put a question in your caption and people will comment. It, it's it, it works, okay? Like it's good advice. Um, same thing for like your newsletter, like have them like reply. You then start like actual relationships with these people, or even better, like if you want to take it another step, like create a Facebook group or an Instagram chat because that's a functionality now. You can like create a, ch- a chat that people can like sign up to on Instagram stories, which is really nice. It goes up to thirty five people. So that's something you could do. Like, oh, did you get everyone who saw today's newsletter? Join our chat and let's talk about today's topic or something. Like, really anything that makes people feel less alone is the key with any sort of free content, especially mm-hmm. with uh, art, like in our specific niche. So I think that'd be great free free creative content. And then, of course, you need to you know, have free content in order for people to be more compelled to pay you for your content in terms of like, oh, here's a new hat. Here's a mug. Here's a shirt. Here's an actual anthology of our entire you know, like relationship for this comic. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, I, I I talked to that girl twice this year, which made me feel incredibly special. Yeah, I'm going to spend $30 on a shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'd love to see. That's the kind of stuff I put in my newsletter. And I have a I have a 43% open rate, people. Fantastic. Which is, which wow, this consultation high. was so helpful. I know. Maybe How much do just, we owe you? Yeah, bill us <laughs> later, I guess. You owe me a free shirt. <laughs> that's all that I want. Um, yeah. All right, so before we wrap up this uh i would say argument i'm like that's not right <laughs> before we wrap up this episode because i'm sure rick is just drenched in his bed right now because there's no air and it's so hot um okay what are the downfalls to partnerships so we talked about all the happy stuff the fluffy like oh i have a partner we get to run together and it's super fun it's less time but what about like the shitty stuff do you guys ever like hate each other and like, how do you get over that hate 
Hmm. <laughs> well, that really hasn't happened yet, and Aww. I do think the fact that we are, we haven't been making any money oh, uh, probably lends itself to that. And I I'm sure that there will be things in the future that we'll disagree about. But like I said before, just like the fact that we're so aligned on our goals for this project, um, yeah, makes it easy for us to agree with each other. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think um, like some downfalls that I could see coming in, particularly. Um, in this type of partnership would be like competitiveness um, around like if two people were really trying to build their own personal brand or something who you know ownership over this and like who it's really promoting or something like that um, and money as Stephanie said for sure um, you know I can speak to this a little bit my other business which I also run with a partner and have been doing for four years and there's a, there's much more money involved than this one because this one is zero. Um, <laughs> no big deal, Stephanie. Don't be jealous. <laughs> it's just like the the long and short of it is like a deep trust that the other person ultimately has your best interests at heart is like underlies all success because then if you disagree, you don't fall into or at least you don't um, fall deeply into this sense of like this person's out to get me. I need to fight back. You know, it's more just like we just disagree on this thing but we ultimately both want the best for each other and that just deep sense is is I think the most important thing to avoid those conflicts yeah I like it yeah I'm so I'm gonna announce something which I've never announced before are you guys ready oh my god Ooh. yeah I, I may have talked about it early but I actually don't remember I talk about it so I have two podcasts I have this podcast obviously then I have, another, I have a secret podcast the letter <laughs> shop where I talk about all my feelings <laughs> and like What's the behind a secret the secret podcast are there is it like invite only <laughs> yeah so you have to pay a oh. dollar in order to hear it on patreon oh, so cool. patreon.com slash letter shop it says dollar a month you get three to four episodes a month and yeah it's sort of like just me talking into a microphone essentially what I'm doing now just without other people hearing me so it's just me talking to myself alone in my apartment like a crazy person no big deal um and so I, I, they get all the behind the scenes of what I'm working on, but I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast. So the reason why I wanted to mention it during this podcast, because I'm doing a partnership. I'm doing a partnership with a shit ton of other female illustrators, and we're making t-shirts, baby. Cool. Mm. Yes. So I've, uh, I think so far we have 10 female artists, and what we're doing is I'm taking some of their most popular content that we've promoted on Women of Illustration. We've beta tested to make sure you guys are cool with it. That is like top, you know, pieces that you guys engaged with, shared, liked, commented, all the things, putting them on really amazing apparel, things that have been beta tested to the point where like, is this soft, is this comfortable? Because I'm the kind of person who likes to wear shirts to bed that are also the same shirts that I wear lounging around the house. They're also the same shirts that can like go get a drink with my friends. Like I just don't want to ever not be comfortable. So we're coming out with these like really cute, like, you know, cotton tri-blends, really nice, like comfortable apparel that's like oversized and just like cozy. And uh, it's a split profit between me and the artist. So that way, if you guys do to support Women of Illustration, know that that money is actually directly benefiting that female artist. Very, Very cool. cool. Very yeah, timely for our, uh, our conversation here I about partnership. So. <laughs> right? It's like I planned it. It's almost <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, so uh, Women of Illustration will be starting a newsletter as well. So you guys can, you know, get all the info on who's being promoted on Moment of Illustration, the Instagram, and then also, of course, you know, first dibs on new episodes that we're recording, like this one, and then also f notifications of new product releases that are coming out, because each of the shirts are going to be incredibly limited. So once they sell out, they will not come back. 
because I want it to be very fucking special. I want you to feel like we're best friends and we're just twinning it <laughs> from across the globe. <laughs> just like, uh-uh, who looks cute in this? Me too. Let's do this. Um, that's, <laughs> like, I want to feel like we're best friends, but like in real life. Um, so yeah, that's going to be happening fairly soon. It probably will be something I've already talked about by the time this episode comes out. So if you haven't heard it first, but me and Stephanie heard it first. So yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> we're, pumped. we're pumped. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, let's do a t-shirt trade. We'd yeah. love to do a t-shirt trade. Give, oh, give me for a t-shirt sure. trade. I'll give you t- Okay. I'm excited. T-shirt trade hype. Okay. Final question. Are we ready? It's yes. a good one. It's a good one. Okay. The number one piece of advice you would give to creatives looking to partner up um get an interview scheduled with dina so you can get a bunch of free consultants. Yes. <laughs> i actually do offer coaching guys no big deal just dm me <laughs> i feel like we've touched on a lot of the themes um throughout this call but just kind of as a synthesis um you know basically i think looking for someone who shares your general values is like the fundamental uh, thing that has made it work for us. And, um, you know, maybe you have a friend who you really love and who you feel like you always have meaningful conversations with. And maybe you don't know that they are actually an avid journaler. And if you just feel that sense of shared values, you know, maybe say, hey, would you want to like collaborate on just a few like pieces where you write a sentence and I illustrate the sentence or something like that. And those general values, I think, will underlie uh, your work in a way that's really special. At least that's mm-hmm. what we've experienced. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I think it should also, like, you know, a really good partnership is it's a relationship. And, of course, there's going to be, like, ups and downs, but it should never feel, like, forced. Like, if it feels like you're forcing it to happen, like, it's probably not right. Yeah, Amen. That, sounds, that sounds right. Were you going to add to that? I heard it and. Was oh, that- I said Amen. Oh, amen. Yeah. Mm. Amen. 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 All right. Cool, guys. Well, okay. So is there, do you have anything coming up that we can help you promote? Well, our new newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and check back. Uh, yeah, once this is – look at, look for those philosophical paragraphs on our yes. website, ismyfriend.shop. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, uh, uh. So exciting. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you would like to support Women of Illustration, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash women of illustration. Just $1 really does make such a huge difference. Every single dollar that you give me, I don't actually like use or like pay rent with. All of that money is actually going into this collaboration so that way I can help pay even more female artists. Women of Illustration is technically a nonprofit. Um, I don't benefit in any way. The entire reason I created this community was to help uh, elevate female voices in the illustration community. So if you would like to be a part of that, give us a dollar. That'd be really amazing. Or if you were like a greedy motherfucker, that's cool too. Um, if you want to get featured on Motive <laughs> Illustration's Instagram, we officially have over 110,000 followers without a very good click through and well, click through rate engagement rate. Typically, uh, people experience anything from 30, sometimes to 300 followers every time they get posted. It's pretty awesome. Um, I can say that uh, <laughs> Stephanie's post was. Uh, when we posted Women of Illustration, one of our most popular posts ever featured Woo. on Women of Illustration. She's in I the was going to say, that was nuts. I got like 400 <gasps> followers in one night. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, it was I bonkers. Not, I did not tell her to say that, guys. <laughs> 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 so 
So if you would like to cut the line being featured on Women of Illustration, the free way is using hashtag Women of Illustration, or you can give us $10 and get featured into the stories, or 50 and get featured in our grid. Right now, we always have a bonus going on, so that way if you give us $50, we know that's a lot of money, we wanna make sure that you can make money off of information. So you get bonus lectures from me, talking into a microphone, giving you tips for days, uh, so that way you can make more profit from your passion. <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> I hate having to do that. Woo! Moment. I hate having to do that. That was that, great. I almost I need... forgot. I was like, I'm just listening to a podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Dina, you don't seem hungover <laughs> at all. I got I got my win back. Just the first like 30 seconds were bumpy. It's that I carrot think... drink. Yeah. I think I said girl on girl action. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like partnerships. What are we talking about? Oh, you guys make a comic? Like just so not alive. Um Thank you ladies so much for being on this episode. And guys, please, again, as another call to action, please follow my underscore enemies underscore enemy on Instagram. And of course, Stephanie has as I will it (laughs) on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to you real motherfucking soon, y'all. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.